0: Good to be with you, everybody, and welcome into another edition of Bears All Access here from PNC Studios at Hallis Hall. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer with you. We're brought to you by IGS Energy. Our special guest this week for the next hour is Veteran Center Cody Whitehair. Kind of you to join us today in uh, what is, you know, the, the three-game and 12-day stretch. You got one out of the way. This one's normal business as, as uh, usual, and then you get Thanksgiving, but... You know, when you get a win, I'm sure it doesn't look so daunting anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Especially, you know, as big a win as the Lions game was for us. Um, you know, we're really excited to get back to work and get ready for the Vikings this week. How
0: much fun was it watching uh, not only your defense, but just seeing Mitch really take another step and lead you guys?
1: Yeah, he's done a great job. Um, you know, he just take, keeps taking steps each week and keeps improving each week. Um, you know, but he had a great game for us, and I think that's just going to carry over to next week for us as well.
2: You know, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since the early part of the season. So then I go on my phone and I want to search some stories about you. But when I type in Cody, I get parky before I get <laughs> white hair. So now you're one of the leaders of this football team. Do you say anything in support of him, or do you just leave him alone and let him be a professional about his approach?
1: Well, I think there's tons of people that come up to him, you know, right. so I just kind of wanted to let him cool off. But, uh, you know, I was there to pat him on the back and, you know, let him know that I was there for him as well. Very good.
0: Yeah, a guy like him, uh, have you gotten a know him at any level prior to, uh, you know, what's going on here? Because I find it interesting, obviously, it's it's inevitable. If you become a story, you're going to get surrounded by microphones and, and reporters, and that was the case up here this week with Cody Parkey, uh, and in any other normal week, you may have one or two guys to talk to him about a feature or something, but that's the, that's the business. That's the job and so forth. But, um, he's an offensive guy when you get right down to it. Do you spend, have you spent time with Cody? Do you get to know him to, to see what his mindset is like in a situation like this?
1: You know, I've got to know him a little bit just through, um, you know, being a good teammate and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he's very positive about it. Um, you know, he, he just kept his head up the whole game and, uh, you know, that just shows you the kind of person he is. And, um, you know, I think he'll bounce back this week. Hey, for the,
0: good, the good news is, fellas, there's not a chance. There's not a chance somebody's going to hit the upright four straight times in any game ever again. Right. That, that well, just... it's
2: happened once, you know, with the amount of games that's going to be played in the history of the NFL, it could happen again. And it's, hey – It's like giving up a sack. You don't want to give up a sack, but when you do, it's probably the most haunting thing that we offensive linemen have to live with.
1: Yeah, it's one of the worst things. I mean, anytime you get your quarterback hit or pressured, it's the worst thing. You know, it's that's that's your guy back there. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely tough to uh, to move on, but you have to leave it in the past and go to the next play.
2: You know, you've been around here for a couple years, and when I was reading about you, I came across this story, and it, it talks about you being from Abilene and a town of 7,000 people. So now that you've had some success in the NFL and you talk about the relationship of your mom and dad, have they changed at all? You always talk about the players because now there's – parents from a a guy from a town of 7,000 people and now they get exposed to all the landscape of the NFL and your success their superstitions the food they eat the way they dress the restaurants they go to has anything changed about them
1: I mean on Sunday mornings they got to go to the same coffee shop up here you know before they come downtown um you know but other than that they just kind of stayed the same people very supportive of me and you know, come to as many games as they can.
0: Yeah, as I was going to ask you, do they come do They come a lot?
1: Yeah, they come to about every home game, and then they try and come to a couple road games too. So, you know, very fortunate to have their support.
2: Yeah, I th- I thought I saw you coming out of the tunnel in Buffalo with a big smile on your face, and it's cold, but you're just in a T-shirt after the game and everything, and it's it's got to be great to walk out. And, and everything they've invested in you, that you're able to rep- repay them, in the investment that you're putting into this game,
1: yeah, absolutely. And like I said, their constant support and you know, always there for me, even through the ups and downs. I, you know, through the league, there's ups and downs. Um, you know, but they've always been by my side and, and stuck with me. You know, that's the one thing you don't think about as a fan, uh,
0: nor, nor should you, I guess. You know, you're, you're looking at it as you're released to watch a game on Sunday from your day-to-day uh, grind, whatever walk of life you're in, or you're just a passionate football fan and you really want your team to win, but. You know, I brought this up in our pregame show, Tom, the other day because on any given day, you know, you may have a zillion things going on in your head or there's trouble. There's trouble at home. There's trouble. There's somebody sick in your family or, you know, you had a bad experience over the course of the week, non-football related. But for 16 days out of the 365, you got to put that all aside and go out there and have a clear head and go about your life's work and, and family weighs on some guys i mean there's stories every day you learn every day about something going on in somebody's life so have you ever had a game where you had a lot weighing on you you don't have to get into specifics if you don't want to but weighing on you and you still had to go out there and you got to go and do your job
1: you know i've been very fortunate to have you know everything go well for me knock on wood absolutely um you know but like i said it's just it's just great to have their support um you know week in and week out my wife does the same thing she comes to all the games and and is there to support me as well.
2: But, you know, earlier in training camp this year, you had to change a fundamental aspect of your game, and that is a trial and error type of thing because every single time a play starts, Cody Whitehair is going to touch the football first. So you make a change in your style of snapping. Have uh, Have you come to grips with it? Are you comfortable in there now? And do you feel like you're as powerful with this type of snapping um, the way you're at, the balance and everything that you were previous.
1: Yeah, um, you know, that was definitely a uh, kind of a headache in the preseason. Um, You know, but we addressed it. We got it fixed. Um, You know, I have to have to say, you know, huge thanks to my coaches and my teammates for really sticking with me and and helping me through that situation. But, yeah, I feel, uh, you know, as comfortable as ever and really, really feel great about
2: it. Was it good to be in Denver practicing against different people than practicing against your own guys maybe at home and, making the transition and seeing different bodies
1: yeah i mean absolutely anytime you can go against somebody else besides your teammates and and get some good work there too it's it's always good but uh you know you tend to kick it up a little bit more um going against a different opponent so going through that transition and being able to practice against them and, and get it right before the game was helpful for me
0: do you do you think at this point now looking back that that was one of your bigger challenges maybe getting over that hump
1: yeah i do um I can't, you know, (laughs) tell you the amount of stress and, and, you know, all that that I put on myself. But, you know, Coach Harry and Coach Donnie, um, you know, my teammates and Coach Nagy were right there with me um, in the hotel, um, you know, helping me through that situation. So can you take
0: us through it a little bit? Like, give us an example of what the stress was like.
1: (sighs) Well, anytime you. You don't get the ball to the quarterback. Um, you know, as as you all know, it's, it that's where it all starts. Um, you know, and I never want to be that guy. I never want to be that guy to to let my team down or 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 you know put my team in a bad situation like that. So, um, you know, I've always been that kind of guy, and it just it just really killed me for the times that you know I'd let the team down and didn't get the ball to the quarterback. So, you know, I really took it to heart, and and you know thankfully i was able to get it get it get it corrected one yeah. of the one of the
2: videos i was watching you talk about yourself you said i'm very serious and i'm all about business and i think that is the approach that you need to have at this level especially if you're going to make an improvement right mid stride it's not like something you could sit for 3 months in otas and everything it's about the challenge of being ready every practice yeah
1: absolutely and that's the, that's the daily challenge um I mean, you got to come in ready to work and and ready to improve your fundamentals and and you know, keep keep working.
0: You know, it's interesting. Back in our first meeting uh, in training camp, when we sat down with you, uh, you you basically said that you have to think like your quarterback. Your quarterback is very similar to you then in personality, in terms of being quite serious and taking things hard when things don't go well. Um, so I I couldn't think of a better pairing for a pivot and a quarterback to ca- to move together in their career because it will get it will get easier as the as the days go on and the years go on you'll become more experienced and more of an expert at your position and in this offense so do, do you feel that i'm on the right track with that am i targeting yeah, this absolutely. right between the and two think,
1: personalities absolutely and i think you know the more and more we play together the more you know the easier it'll get the more we'll feel um comfortable with the offense and you know each week we we keep keep growing and keep improving and i think we're headed in the right direction you know you talk jeff
2: talks about you and Mitch working together now let's include four offensive guards at this point in the season because it, you're, you're, uh, you're fortunately and unfortunately not only working by yourself or with Mitch, you're working with four other guys, sometimes a fifth that they put Bradley Sewell in or the tight ends and such. But how has that process been for you? Because you're bringing in a guy um, in Brad Witzman that he's, he understands the system but doesn't have a great deal of experience with you guys yet, and then you've got a, a rookie to your left who's been playing offensive guard and center, but he's been around this system now for a few months. The whole transition with the whole group of guards you played with, how has that been for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a challenge every, every time. Um, you know, you have to go through a transition, you know. Um, offensive line is all about continuity and and playing next to each other and you know we were very fortunate to to be able to do that for seven games um you know but the guys have come in and did a nice job james and brian have done you know an outstanding job and eric as well um you know um so all you
2: guys continue to speak the same offensive line language even when you have these Changeable guys, or do do guys like different type of a language?
1: No, we all kind of keep it the same, just, you know, so it's it's not confusing to anybody. Um, You know, so we just keep it the same throughout, um, you know, the four or five of us. And, uh, you know, it's it's been really good for us.
0: All right, we're going to step away. Our first segment with starting center Cody White here in the books. This is Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy. With Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. Back with more after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff and Tom and starting center Cody Whitehair, kind enough to give us uh, a big chunk of his, uh, his day.
2: Can I just back? I just want to, from the last segment, I got one more question that I want to ask him before you go on to okay. a different subject.
0: Uh, for those who are just joining the show, uh, well, refre- we are, we are, reset a little okay, bit, we are talking, Reset.
2: We are talking about Cody White here playing center and his ability to communicate with Mitchell Trubisky. However, he's had to communicate with four different offensive guards at this portion of the season, and when you have offensive linemen, and we develop our own language, we would develop a language that. Give us an example. Okay, I- I'm Jay. No, so Mark. So now, if I wanted to communicate with Mark Bortz on the other side of Jay, I would say ice fishing because one of his favorite things to do was ice fishing so he knew that I was communicating with
0: him and you kept that consistent for 16 games so yeah but we okay.
2: we sometimes you had to adjust language because teams would right. be familiar with you so uh, as much as I know about you I would ha- you know hersey that would be to ignite a thought
0: process between. See, me I and think you. Yeah, I thought he was going to go Seinfeld on me, but that's <laughs> no. all right. I'll take her, See, That's went right to high school. But, but anyway, I,
2: so my point with Cody is, um, who helps develop that language? Do you guys talk amongst yourself, kind of like we did, or is it? Do you have a, a glossary of words?
1: We kind of have a set, wor- a few set words that we use. Um, that way when we get to the line of scrimmage, we see everything through one set of eyes and okay. everybody kind of clicks with with one set of words. Um, you know, and that's that's pretty much given to us in, in training camp with, you know, the coaches and stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, if there is certain things that we need to change because teams pick up on things, then we're able to adjust right. as well. So it
0: does come from the top down. It doesn't come just from your room. Yeah. Yeah, okay, very good.
1: All right, well, uh, this is a, a big
0: week, a big week for Cody Whitehair because he was uh, – The Bears nominee for the Art Rooney Award that's given by the National Football League in recognition of outstanding sportsmanship on the playing field. It was just started a few years ago in 2015 uh, in honor of Art Rooney, the founding uh, father of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and a Pro Football Hall of Famer. So it is a vote determined by NFL players, so the award presented each year to a player demonstrates on the field. Some of the qualities we've learned about you: great sportsmanship for one, fair play, respect for opponents, integrity, and competition. I think that's all. All fair. What's it mean to you as, as being one of the 32? It all get pared down before the Super Bowl, so you got some tough competition.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a great honor. I'm very humbled by it. Um, you know, I couldn't couldn't be in this situation without the people that have helped me get here, with you know, family, coaches, um, teammates, um, you know, all, all those people that have helped me get here. Um, you know, so I want to sh- I want to give them a shout-out, and a thanks for that, too. Yeah,
0: And the winner receives a $25,000 donation from the NFL Foundation to a charity of your choice. Uh, last year's winner was Carolina linebacker Luke Keekley and it, it started in 2014. So it's Larry Fitzgerald, Charles Woodson, Frank Gore, three guys who should be in the Hall of Fame, and Keekley might be there as well. well so I good luck th- to you. Thank I would, you.
2: I would like to see Cody walk off the field in a full uniform at the Super Bowl, accept yeah. the award, <laughs> thank everybody for it, and go back into the end zone, do your final war, Locker room, come out and play. Wouldn't yeah, that, some... that, that
1: would be a very awesome. Yeah. You know,
2: um, do you want you got? Oh some? no, go okay. go go! I, so you and Trubisky. This is probably the most versatile quarterback that you've ever played with. Um, some of the challenges of his active feet in blocking for an offensive line. You know, we saw you when you escorted him into the end zone when you had that. But your pass blocking responsibilities in the uncertainty of him running where he's going to be in the protection. How challenging has that been for you guys?
1: Um, you know, if it, I don't know if it's been too big of a challenge. If, if You know, I think it, it helps us out a little bit more, you know, just because he is so active on his feet. He's able to, you know, get away from defenders if there's any, anybody free and, you know, make something out of nothing, if you will. Um, you know, so we're very fortunate that he, um, you know, is so agile and good on his feet.
0: If you could step back to the day, you were introduced to the playbook and now fast forward to today. Now knowing the playbook and what was going through your mind when you first got it, were you like, Oh my gosh, how how are we going to, how are we going to get this figured out? Uh, this voluminous, this is not easy. Uh, as it become easier, as it become second nature, still working pro all the above. I mean, you tell us the journey of the playbook.
1: I mean, it was definitely, you know, when you first get here, it, it, it can be overwhelming at times. Um, you know, but you just have to set aside some time to really, um, you know, dive into it and really study it and, and kind of break it down by concept and uh, you know take it a little by little. Um, you know, but I definitely think we've gotten better um, and I feel a lot more confident and you know feel really good with it. Did Matt say he has 800 plays? No, on his- that
0: was in reference to what he thought how many plays Zimmer has defensively to oh, okay. throw at an offense. And he said 800. Right. Hey. So, I mean, wow. you know. You he is s- joking.
2: Yeah. You <laughs> say offensively if the Bears have 500 plays. But if you're going to p- get ready to play a defense and they can play probably eight variations of their defense, so of the five hundred plays, you have to know it in eight different ways because you could wor- be working with so many different people that's the neat thing about it is it has to become second nature if it if a defense moves right before the snap of the ball when you don't have the instant to communicate yeah i think I
1: think that's the biggest challenge um each week is you know figuring out you know, the little things that we can do to help us communicate um, at the last second in case things like that do happen. But, uh, you know, it's definitely a bigger challenge when, um, you know, defenses play multiple defenses, you know, the Bears, the Overs, the Unders, all sorts of, um, you know, different defenses. But, uh, you know, as long as we communicate all 11 guys and we're all on the same page, usually everything works out. If
2: you get to stay in this system with Mitch for three, four, however many years and you see the success of the other examples of that around the league, this offense is going to be unreal because, yeah, you, you install the offense and it takes a year. You can't – I mean, I – I, I mean, there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's me talking. You know, I don't know if Cody agrees, but I'm saying it takes a long time to insta- install the entirety of an offense, and then when you get to go over throughout the second couple seasons, I think Mitch's upside is unlimited and I think the offense's upside is unlimited.
1: Yeah, absolutely. and And you see us – you know, we we have some hiccups, obviously, but you see constant growth and constant improvement throughout the weeks. And, um, you know, you turn on the tape on Monday mornings and, you know, you just see, um, you know, the improvement that we're making. So, you know, give us another – you know, year or two, and you know, I think sky's the limit for this how, team.
2: How is it when the defensive players come into the offensive huddle? Are they overly excited? Are they shy, kind of sneak into the huddle, hope no one sees them? Or
1: no, they're excited. Um, you know, it's obviously it's an opportunity for them too. Um, you know, so it's it's pure excitement. Right.
2: That was the same for us, in when they inserted William Perry into the backfield, you know, when you see him waddle across the field from the defensive short yardage goal line period to the offense. It's just kind of fun to watch him, you know, run across the field and.
1: And I think the biggest thing, you know, is is their eyes when they hear how long our plays are and <laughs> right. stuff. You know, they're just like, whoa, you know. But right. uh, you know, it's always great to have them in the huddle with us.
0: You know, things change obviously in your blocking uh, style as well this year with a new um, offensive line coach and a new system and whatnot. Pulls. I'm interested in how that has changed for you guys when you guys are pulling and so forth and. Especially with now a young rookie at, at left guard and uh, some some rotation at right guard.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, Coach Harry's done a great job with us. Um, you know, he comes to work with a great passion and great attitude. Um, you know, along with Coach Donovan Rayola as well, his assistant. Um, you know, they've been great for us, and, and the techniques and, and teachings they brought has just been unreal.
0: Is that a timing thing, fellas, with those?
2: Pulling? Yep. Uh, to me, uh, you have to have a balanced stance because the, the one thing you cannot do is you can't show what direction you're pulling if you're an offensive lineman. You've got to be consistent about your stance, whether it's pass or run, whether you're pulling right or left, because the defensive linemen are too smart. So it's not; it's more a fundamental and a technique than it is timing.
0: The yeah. play itself is timing. You like getting out there. I mean, that's one of my favorites to see guys pulling out and leading the way. And the, the,
1: it's the- definitely a lineman, you know, one of their favorite things too, you know, to get – to get away from blocking a 300-pounder for a little bit and get it out on the edge and, and, and getting one of those DBs for sure. Well, when, <laughs> you, when, you, when you were able to
2: escort Mitch into the end zone with that play. Oh, yes, you know, my fave. The, the, the thing about it is um, you know, defensive backs, if they have a lot of space, they'll olay you. They are, they're so quick, and they're such good athletes, and big us big oafs are trying to catch them that they'll, they'll dodge us. This guy couldn't. He had to stand there and take it, and it was like no he smoke. ran out of real estate. there was no slowing <laughs> down it's It's an unbelievable feeling when you're playing football and you can run at somebody and have no hesitation about hitting them and that's what you had
1: yeah it was it was a great feeling um you know, very well set up by mitch he he brought that guy right to me, and you know it was it was a great feeling, but uh you know it was great for all eleven guys it's
0: great when you hear the highlight. And on NFL films, at the end of the year, when you happen to hear it, you're going to be in there <laughs> leading the way for Mitch Trubisky because you rolled the guy in front of you. All right, we need to step away for another break. Cody Whitehair, our guest, here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW, CDW. People who get it, Jeff and Tom, with Cody Whitehair, our guest here on Bears All Access. Thanks again for joining us. Tom and I hosted an event, uh, Bears After Dark, with Keem Hicks this week. And Tom asked him a great question because Tom's very blunt. He says, Keem, how come you how come you wait so long to get in your stance? And he had a great answer. <laughs> because you didn't like it. You didn't like it when the guy didn't commit himself one way. Because right. you just you're ready to go and now you're guessing a little bit on what he's thinking, right? Is that was your point? It's or, a, yeah, it's and every, how do you feel about
2: it? For me for me if I'm looking at my offensive lineman, when I was in my stance, there's something that I looked to that was a target. And I want and I want him to be in the stance and I could see the top of his number. In knowing the snap count, I knew that if I could shoot my hands into it, the base of his number, then I would hit him before he would hit me. But Akeem, he slowly gets in his stance. So about, it would
0: irritate you
1: if you had a. Play. I want my target set. You know, I you think that's with, with any of us. You yeah, know? we we look, we constantly focus on targets and you know pre snap indicators, and if if we don't have something you know, there for us when, you know, pre-snap to kind of focus on, then, you know, it's obviously hard for us.
0: So what's the process then if a, if a guy's doing that to you? Well, I think you'd want
2: to be able to use the snap, especially at home, you'd want to use your snap count as a weapon against him. So if I go to the line of scrimmage and I know exactly what the sound is, and if he's not balanced and not in a powerful position in his stance and I can come and just stop his initial momentum, then I'm going to win the battle there. If you give a guy like Akeem a chance to get a running start, there's no stopping him. You might as well just get on your back because he's going to run right <laughs> over the top of you. And you know that's you know part of the thinking, the duel of offensive linemen, defensive linemen on an every play basis.
0: But at the same time, does a big guy like that lose some of his leverage then because he's a little more upright right near the snap? He's not settling into his stance. He, to he's, fire up.
2: His, you know his knees are bent, his framework is low. He's so big and powerful that. Even a player like Reggie White or Akeem Hicks and stuff, even off balance, they're still yeah. as powerful as anybody you, out
1: there. You feel that power when, yeah. in training camp, right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> he's he's a very powerful player.
0: You know, uh, what have you noticed about teams now, nine nine games into the season, doing defensively, regardless of scheme, maybe a little differently than they did at the beginning of the year when they didn't know what the heck the Bears were going to be? You yeah. You noticing anything?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you definitely get, You know, teams in there to help stop the run and and things that we do. Um, You know, so we've definitely noticed that. And, um, you know, uh, it's just the battle you have to deal with each and every week is how to, to, you know, continue to improve and and work against that defense. It's
2: nice because there's no pattern to your offense. I mean, you guys can come out and throw it on first down, run it on second long. The, The ability that you guys have on third down it's, it's interesting to see the battles that the defensive coordinators are facing against Coach Nagy and the entire offense. And I think it's like you talk about Akeem Hicks being slow into a stance. I think there's a lot of people that of your opponents that's still processing information during the snap count. The Anthony Miller touchdown that the guy missed the tackle, the two defensive backs were talking amongst themselves when the ball was snapped. And it's not necessarily where... The defensive players aren't. It's where my offensive players are, mm-hmm. and that's the reason that play was successful. But you are confusing defenses.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, the the amount of stuff that we have on first, second, and third down that we can use, and the weapons that we have, um, you know, it creates it creates havoc for the defense.
2: Do you ever does a play call ever surprise you when you're thinking you're going, "Oh, wow, here it is, second three. This is what it's, you know." what analytics say that football teams do in that course, but you're going, oh, my God, this is what we're going to do.
1: You know, I I just think Coach Nagy puts us in great situations, and, um, you know, we always trust in it. So, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely doesn't surprise us.
0: In terms of stunts and what defensive lines can do at the line of scrimmage, are you seeing more of that? And if it was on a percentage basis, could you even tell me what how often do that other than they just put their hand in the dirt and there's a four-man rush or a three-man rush?
1: You know, the the thing around the league, too, this year has kind of been a lot more bare, you know, five down okay. fronts and, and, you know, really filling the gaps. So, um, you know, when, when teams do that, there's not as many twists and movements and stuff like that because the more and more you move, the more and more you get out of your gap, um, you know, and create holes. So um, as long as you're fulfilling your gap, and that's kind of what we've seen this year.
2: When you get in, in preparation for a team like Minnesota, they're a lot different than the last couple teams that you've faced. Um, does that does that alter the style of the type of plays you're going to run, or you could just run the same plays and you have different um, assignments associated to this type of defense than the couple you've been playing lately?
1: I mean, I don't think it'll change a whole lot. Um, you know, just more technique and, and you know, fitting on, on guys. Um, you know, but I think it's just going to be the same stuff we've done. Cody Whitehair, our guest
0: here on Bears All Access, along with Jordan Treadup uh, filling in for Big Paul Zerang today. He's doing a heck of a job working the, that very complicated board. I'm impressed with uh, the young man. And Dan Burley just chewing his gum like Ditko over there like he does every week. We appreciate their help here on Bears Employee All Access. The year. Employee of the year, Dan Burley, Tom Theron, Jeff Joniag with you. The enormity of the game because of the lights and and whatnot is certainly special and fun we all we all love that um but Matt Nagy is really working very hard as he has from the day the season started to keep the focus on one snap at a time let alone one game at a time um how does he go about doing that to you guys over the course of the week he tells us some things which I'm sure he tells you guys as a team but he's really done a really good job of compartmentalizing the season
1: yeah he just you know constantly tells us to dial in and focus on the week and the task at hand um you know just staying in the moment and and working on improving each week is that
0: hard to do despite his request
1: um you know the thing the thing is is a lot of guys have bought in and and continue to just focus on weekend you know that week at task and you know you see us you know improving and playing well out there so i think you know all the players have bought in and it's it's paying off
2: you know you got to accept the responsibility of the popular Chicago Bears football team. So you have the game that's got moved this Sunday. You got the national TV game on Thanksgiving and then you you got the information today that the Rams game has been moved yeah, to national week 14. TV. So it's got to be one of the responsibilities that you guys have to accept with success. And it's a good thing. And I think you guys have the right personalities in the locker room that enjoy that aspect of it there they can absorb the success that you're having but also know that it's about your next your next week of hard work because it seems at this stage of the season Matt Nagy has talked a lot about how great the weeks of practices have been in preparation for your next opponent
1: yeah I think that's where it all starts you know is practice and preparation what you do in practice you're going to carry over to the games and you know I think that's what shows on Sundays is, is, is our, our constant improving practices throughout the week. And, um, you know, it definitely carries over to Sundays, but we just got to stay, you know, focused and, and, and that's what we're doing. Some of the skeptics would
0: say, well, you know, we've heard that before, you know, over the years and, you know, what happens on Sunday, but you know, you're only speaking the truth for for you're in it. So if you're saying they're going good, they're going good. It doesn't guarantee success on Sunday, but it certainly does close the gap on
1: getting there. That's absolutely correct. I mean, it helps you, you know, w- when when everything, you know, is crazy out there and we all know it can get crazy on, su- on Sundays, it just comes back to your preparation and what you do in practice. Your body's trained to do in the game. So, um, you know, as long as you're having great practices, it's going to carry over the game. You know,
0: game. all this what we're talking about, about growth and about uh, patience and time and two or three years from now, wow, what luck out. Does it give you a great sense of comfort knowing that, While you're learning, while this is all happening, while Mitch is growing and bringing the offense with him and this whole collection of skill position players that have never played with each other before until these nine games, you're averaging almost 30 points a game, almost 35 points a game in the last five or six games, and you're winning. To me, that's like light bulb going off, excitement.
1: It's, absolutely. It's very comforting. And, you know, like I say, each week we're getting better and we're growing together. Um, you know, guys are getting a feel for each other a little bit better. And, you know, it, it it really does help out. And, you know, us coming together as an offense, all 11 players playing for each other and, and buying in, it's just it makes Sundays a lot more enjoyable. But you guys are good at a lot of
2: different things. You know, whether you're throwing lateral screens, big plays downfield, Jordan Howard, Tree Cone, Benny Cunningham, running the ball. That's the ver. I talked about the versatility of Mitchell Trubisky earlier for you guys as an offensive line, but the versatility of this offense that you guys have—the athletes are capable of doing everything that's asked of you guys. I think has really been a, one of the keys to the success at this point in the season.
1: Absolutely. Anytime you know you're able to do multiple things and have the versatility and. And not be so one-dimensional. Um, that helps you on Sundays. It keeps the defenses honest, and they're not able to stack the box or, you know, play pass coverages that, you know, are are effective on on first and second down. So, um, you know, as long as we keep doing our job and 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 staying um, aggressive, the, then you know the versatility is great. Did it blow you away that how quickly Allen Robinson got back involved in the seventh play of the game? They throw
2: him a slant route, and he he's got a lot of run yards after the catch run. Did that surprise you, or is that something you've been seeing since training camp?
1: You know, that's something that Alan's done since day one, since he's got here. Um, You know, he, he works very hard does a great job, um, and he prepares well, um, you know, and that carries over on Sundays like we talked about. Yep,
0: it'll be fun to watch on Sunday night. Da, the, uh, I almost said the Dallas Cowboys for some silly oh. reason. The Minnesota Vikings arrive at Soldier Field. We'll have it on WBBM starting at 4 o'clock with our pregame coverage, 722, the official kickoff for you going out to Soldier Field. Let's step away. Another segment of Cody White here coming up here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This Sunday's game is brought to you by Verizon, the official wireless provider of the Chicago Bears. Minnesota arriving in town. They've won four of five. The Bears have won four of six. Half game separating the two teams with the Packers still lurking at a game and a half back. It's going to be a tight NFC North race. You wouldn't want it any other way, man. This is what it's all about, the the division. You guys kicked it off. Cody Whitehair, our guest here on Bears All Access, with that impressive win over the Lions. and And awards and all that stuff mean something later to you in your career, but and Mitchell Trubisky is a perfect example. Named this week the NFC Offensive Player of the Week by virtue of throwing for 355 yards and being responsible for four touchdowns, three through the air, one on the quarterback draw to beat the Lions, but he sloughed it off this week. You know, no big thing. Matt Nagy did the same thing, and I think that is the goal way, that is the way to go about it because when you win – there will be a lot of attention, but you still got to stay focused because nothing yet really has been accomplished
1: yeah, absolutely, and that's just mitchell's personality um you know, just to move on and and not take all the accolades and and the rewards and just you know set them aside and go back to work who's the calming factor in the huddle
2: is it mitch is it you- you know where does that? Where does that fall on the shoulders? Or even a guy like Chuck, you know, Charles Leno, he seems like an even keel guy.
1: Yeah, Charles Leno does a great job, and and Mitch as well. And I think it all just depends on on what's going on. Um. You know if somebody makes a bad play, everybody's there to to pick them up and you know that that's all eleven guys on our offense they've done a great job about coming together and you know knowing when a guy needs a little pat on the you know pat on the back and 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 you know lift it up so um we've really gotten close and got to know each other and know when when we need it.
2: you know the offensive tackles last week, Bobby Massey and Charles Leno jr really played well, and it does it seems like they're not the type of guys that need to be over coddled or over congratulated. They just go out there and they do their business. You know, Charles got a ton of snaps consecutively and everything. So yeah, that's nice because the issues that you're going through in the middle with the growth of that position, it's nice to have those two guys on the end where you can put them in individual responsibilities and understand that they can withstand that type of the battle.
1: Yeah, they've been rock solid, Um, you know, not only last week, but the whole year. Um, you know, they've done a great job and they bring you know consistency to our offense each and every week um you know but they've done a great job and you know inside we'll just continue to grow each week charles had a great uh, quote this week in the locker room because you know he's
0: been on teams that i think and starts that he's had up until this point like 21 wins you know and a lot more losses so being six and three is exciting is exciting it's you know there's a there's a whole fan base that has wound up right there, and he, he said this week, shoot, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. So it's a great feeling to finally get over the hump a little bit and experience success. And whether that's a rookie coming in that had success in college and he's coming in here, because when you, you're a winning program in college,
1: losing at your first stages of your NFL life cannot be easy. Yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, I kind of came into that myself. Yeah. Um, you know, winning a lot of games at Kansas State and then coming here and, um, you know, not, not winning a whole lot of games. But, uh, you know, the times, have ta- the times have changed and the culture as well here. And, you know, any time that you get a win is always a celebration in the locker room as well. Yeah,
0: well, that's going on. Yes, we could talk. Yeah. <laughs> ask him the standard question about the disco ball.
1: Well, I think, he does it to everybody now. I think I've asked. I think <laughs>
2: you've talked about you danced a little bit in the background of the disco ball. But yeah. I always ask, do you see anybody that you think shouldn't dance again? Or is there anybody that's, you know...
1: I haven't seen any of that yet. But, uh, you know, I'm always in, kind of in the back just watching and, and waiting for my time to really get in there and Well, dance you know, you listen <laughs> to... Your time's coming. Uh, absolutely. Oh, I think Nagy's going to get all you guys
0: dancing. <laughs> I think so, so too. He's yeah. going to dance.
1: He, hey,
2: he's threatened to dance himself. I mean, if you would put some of those guys in, you know, starting
0: to see Vic Fangio doing some dance moves, I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> you know? No, I think you want to see it. I think it'll be quite entertaining. I, I think it, it probably was a stunner to to see it materialize to begin with, but now it's become a thing. And I, and the more it becomes a thing for you guys, that closed circle right there. Although the the Bears do post it every week, so you know it puts it out there a little bit. But I think the more the more it just puts you guys closer together. I, I don't know. That's my ten cent view on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you, you see the guys you know get all excited for it after the game and on their way you know through the tunnel and back to the really? locker room they're so kinda, that is happening you, you see them kind of pick up the tempo back to the locker room um <laughs> you know so that's great to see and just you know anytime you can celebrate with your teammates and congratulate your teammates on you know the great efforts that they put out there is always fun as well
2: with all the excitement that's been going on you guys were the first team in training camp you guys have been there the longest has this gone fast for you because to me it's gone fast. When you, when you get that pamphlet of all the parking passes before the season, it seems thick, and you don't know if you'll ever get through it. Now it's so much thinner. There's not th- not that many parking passes left. It's gone fast for me. Has it gone fast for you?
1: It has gone fast. And I think, you know, in my short career in the league, I've only been in this is my third year. I've noticed that it gets faster each and every year. Right. Um, you know, even with the Hall of Fame game and the extra week of camp. But, uh You know, it definitely is a great feeling when you're winning, too. Um, You know, and and just the culture that we have in this locker room and and the people that are in this organization make it, you know, fun and easy to come to work every day. You know,
2: football life is about experience, though. You, you know, you're one of those – you know, old not older than, but you have more experience than most people that have been in the league as long as you have. And I think that adds to that kind of aging process also in, in a good way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and like you said, I've been very fortunate to, you know, have kind of jumped in and, and been able to play, um, you know, so i got to give credit to my coaches and my teammates helping me through that. Cody White here, our
0: guest. Jeff and Tom with you as well here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. How's
1: Kyle Long doing? How's he handling all this? Yeah, Kyle's great. Um, you know, he's had a very positive attitude and you know, just continues to work through rehab and and hopefully, you know, we'll have him back here soon. Uh,
0: has he is he open up? Does he does he open up to you guys about just the struggles of it all or is that just a topic that you guys don't get into and you know what 's his demeanor when he 's not able to suit up in practice is he is he climbing the walls is he still participat- participatory i don't know how to put, the, put it into context but what's what's you know, it all like for a guy like that
1: anytime the the sport that you love has been taken away and the sport that you 've worked so hard at is is always hard um, you know and you definitely see um you know, that'd be hard for Kyle. But like I said, he's kept a positive attitude. Um, You know, he's in the treatment and and all that and getting, you know, able to get back for us. Um, You know, helping us in the film room, helping the younger guys that, you know, have stepped into – to playing guard and, and that rotation that you've talked about, those four guys. um He's done a great job of helping them, and, you know, I think he'll continue to do that. Right. You know,
2: he's got such a dominating personality. When he walks into a room, he's, uh, you know, the guy that you notice because of his size and, and everything. And, you know, when, when you're an active player and you're going through everything that these guys are going through on the practice field and the meeting room and the preparation and all that, you're, you're here, but when you are going through a rehab that Kyle is you're not you're not detached from the team, but you're concerned about yeah. your own efforts and getting ready to make sure that you can get back on the field. So you have that common ground of both you know still focused on the same goal and everything, but you're you're doing two different things during those six, eight, ten hours a day that Kyle's doing one thing and the players are doing the other.
0: You know, with the rookies that have come, come aboard, I think Anthony Miller, number one, are you guys getting a kick out of him? Because he's, he's not your typical rookie. Yeah, he's, he's got a great
1: personality, and, you know, we, we really enjoy him. All right, we're going to take a break.
0: One more segment with Cody White here as the Bears prepare for the Minnesota Vikings here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks very much to Cody Whitehair for joining us tonight on Bears All Access. Ruth's Chris would like you to have this $100 gift card to enjoy at one of their Chicagoland area steakhouses. Ruth's Chris, you can't go wrong, big guy. Well, Hope you like you. yourself a little steak. You bet. I love it. Is that on the menu? What do you, What do you like to eat in
1: general? So, You got I, a specific diet going on? Not really. Um, you know, I am a steak guy coming from Kansas. You know, beef's always right. been, you know, the great thing there. Um, so, you know, I, I love that. Um, you know, my wife's a pretty good cook too. So she spoils me a lot throughout the season as well. Do you have an assigned weight? I, I have like a weight that I'd like to play around. I'm you know, between three Oh five and is kind of my comfortability weight to play around. Um, you have, know, you, have
2: you ever put on your full pads and then got on
1: the scale? I haven't. No. What does that add? Inter- It'd be typically. interesting to see, you know, what it is. Right.
2: I did it one time. I would before we were getting ready to play in the Super Bowl, I put on my uniform and in the back of the New Orleans locker room they had a scale, and so I put on and it started to swing past three hundred. And I got off <laughs> because you I didn't, didn't want to psychologically oh. affect myself, going "Oh my God, I'm so heavy, I'm going to be slow." So you picked the Super Bowl to do
0: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, Tom. I, I ate at Ruth <laughs> Chris the two nights before the game. And it did you was, really? Oh my God! Yes. Oh man, that's funny. I yeah. mean, it, you know, there, uh, there is, you know. When I prepare for games, you know, obviously with the division games, you get to know the players a little more. And so it doesn't matter if it's Antoine Winfield, who's now a coach in Minnesota. The height and weight, height obviously, but the weight stays the same. Once your weight is checked in on an NFL roster – that's your weight for the rest of your career. You know it's not accurate. There's no way. Nor is your 40 times. Well, you know, from so. from the high school program, you get
2: shorter and heavier. Because in high school, I was six five, two thirty. Then they measure me at the
0: combine, and I'm six three and three quarters and three hundred. You know, so it, it, I'm it. still puzzled by you why because you were too fidgety. You got to the game too early. You put yourself on a scale, and you could have hurt yourself mentally for that game.
2: No, nah, but I felt strong. Yeah. You know, it's just I think every player goes through these mind games with themselves of making sure that they're confident and prepared and they're feeling good when they're yeah. leaving what, the locker room.
0: How much weight do you think it does throw on in terms of carrying your pads? You know, they always talk about, hey, you know, you got to run well with your pads, you know, well, run well behind your pads and I whatnot. Think, I think dry, it's it's 25
2: or 30. Yeah, sweaty, kiddie. sweaty, it's probably 35 or 40. Really? Wow. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm, you know, you think about the cleats. You're you scaring think about the, the young man. No. <laughs> I mean, he puts on <laughs> his he puts on his
0: equipment every day. Do you have a you know like Tom said? Now Tom had his routine, and everybody's got their routine. What's yours for getting you know to get on that field and know you're mentally right and ready to go on Sunday, Sunday morning? I,
1: I think it all starts, um, you know, obviously with my week of preparation. I kind of have a little thing I do there too. But as far as like the night before the games. Um, you know i just go through my my last minute reminders throughout the week you know what i've what i've kind of struggled with and and you know what i've kind of gotten better throughout the week and you know just really key on those and and focus on a little bit of tape too as well um you know personnel wise um i like to just see if i can pick up a few things like last minute stances um you know anything i can pick up there and then you know i always eat a little bit of salmon before um, you know, on the pregame meal and a little salmon, a little salmon, yep, a um, little light protein, a little light protein. Yeah, that's right. So, um, do
0: you go right up until Saturday night looking at tape?
1: I do. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. um, you know, right, basically right up until I go to bed. I watch it a little bit before bed, and then, um, you know, in the morning, I kind of let my my mind clear right. out a little bit and just you know give my mind a little break before. You um,
0: strike me, Tom. You must. You are a haze in the barn kind of guy. Were you done watching tape at a certain time? The night before the game, because we, again, remember, we are watching from
2: real to real or beta. These guys have their <laughs> yeah, tablet, and they can bring it anywhere with them, you know. And so you have it's more accessibility. But there's an eventual eventuality during the course of the preparation week, and every one of my head coach said, "Hey, look." And the the haze in the barn. You you, yep. you can't be you can't be thinking out there. You got to know what every what you're doing and you're prepared.
1: Absolutely, and that's kind of where I kind of cut it off. Is you know the night before when I go to bed, and then when I wake up in the morning, you know it's the haze in the barn, if you will, and it's it's time to just go out and play with your instincts and what your body tells you to do, what your eyes see, and and just go out there and play.
0: Yeah, you insinuated you got a routine in the in the rest of the week too. So
1: what what is your deal? So. Basically, I just start out, um, you know, the week on, on Tuesday, watching personnel and studying, you know, what my opponent's going to do, you know, and try and get our scout team guys to give me that kind of look throughout the week, Um, you know, and then I kind of, Wednesday is kind of my first and second down and then, you know, Thursday's third down, um, you know, and and Friday and Saturday is kind of that red zone area, um, you know, and then just, you know, sat later in the day on Saturday, just kind of clean up a few things and and get ready to go.
0: So, when you have the scout team, I was always, always under the impression that coaches would say, hey, "Okay, this is what they're doing. You got to do this." So, you can actually ask these guys to stand a certain way, rush you a certain way, and you ask the individual players yourself on the practice field. Yeah, sc- so our scout team. Give me example done, of that. That's our,
1: interesting. Our scout team has done a great a great job, you know, trying to help us, you know, at least up front as far as the defensive lineman, kind of. The rushes that we'll m- mainly see, um, you know, if a guy's more of a power guy, if a guy's more, you know, of of, of a penetrator or or two gapper guy, um, you know, they're they're able to help you out and. And they've done a great job for us this year. Well,
0: go get the Vikings. It'll be fun. Back in the division against a team you know very well. So good luck this Sunday. Thank you, guys. Cody Whitehair, our guest here on Bears All Access. That's going to wrap us up for Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks to Jordan Treadup and Dan Barilli as well. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. We'll talk to you next week here on Bears All Access. Brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.